I've watched Star Trek. You haven't. Shut up. Hello, welcome back to Subtitles On or Off. I'm Bailey. And I'm Jess, and we like to talk about movies and TV shows. I personally like watching movies and TV shows with subtitles, and Bailey has mixed feelings about it. Okay, look, I'm the resident subtitle hater here. Okay, I wouldn't say I'm a hater. I pick and choose what I use (laughs) subtitles You're like a picky eater, but for subtitles. 1,000%. And it's... Also, like, I'm a big font girl, okay? If I don't like the look of the subtitles this platform is giving me, gotta take you off. Wow. Like, Netflix has been doing this thing lately where the subtitles are so big, like, especially on a TV. And it's, oh, it's my my biggest pet peeve when two people are talking at once, so they have double subtitles on, and then it takes up the full screen. (laughs) And I'm like, absolutely not. (laughs) And I just shut that thing down. I mean, I like it, but I will say at times, because I'm like, you know, I'm snacking, I have my fan on, like there's, there's noise. I need to read what's going on. But then there's other times when I can hear perfectly clearly and I'm like, I got to take these off because I just find myself reading it and I want to actually appreciate the acting and you know, their facial expressions and stuff. So sometimes I'm, I'm off, but it's very intentional off. My default setting is on, but, um, it couldn't be me. I don't know. How are you doing? What are you watching this week? Uh, you know what? I haven't watched much, if I'm being honest. But I did, however, watch a new release that came out today. And it's an Amazon Prime show. Okay. And it's called The Summer I Turned Pretty. Okay. And it's based off a Jenny Han book. So Jenny Han wrote the To All the Boys I Loved Before series. Yes. I've seen previews for this. Yes. Which, great. Well, okay. I would say the first To All the Boys I Loved Before movie was good. The other two kind of flopped. Would you see that? Well, have you read the books? Yes. Both? Yeah. Well, I haven't read... So the series I watched today, I have not read those books. Okay. Because I was going to ask, like, if Netflix or Amazon did a better adaptation. What I will say is before I've even read the Summer I Turned Pretty books, I can already tell you Amazon did a better job. Oh. But I think it's because it was a, it was a series... There were seven episodes to take up the first book. You watched this all today? <laughs> 1,000%. I had nothing to do at work today. I'm going to be one completely honest. So, so yeah. So, I was really looking forward to even though I've never read the books, but I kept seeing previews for it. So, I was, like, kind of counting down the days. And then I was at work this morning, nothing to do. And I was like, ooh, it got released. Yay. So, I started watching it. Jessica, let me just tell you. You need to watch this show. Okay. I'm not saying you would probably, like, it's not going to be one of your favorite shows ever. Okay. But I think you would really like it. Well, first let me ask this. Did you, in, did you like To All the Boys a little before? Just, like, entertained? It, it was cute. It was cute. Right. I think that this is better. Okay. Better storyline. And it was really cute. It was also kind of serious. It was emotional. And the acting was really good. The, um flow of the show like the kind of different arcs they had was good you can really see how it is a book mm-hmm. you know because so much happens in a book that obviously can't happen in a movie due to timing but since it turned it into a whole show you really kind of got to see the chapters evolve okay and stuff that's what I was gonna ask like how you felt about it being a show versus a movie because I feel like you can cover so much more in a show 
Um, but there have been a lot of great movie book to movie adaptations in the past, but then Netflix is doing a lot of like super quick ones recently. I think they just did a Sarah Dessen book. I didn't watch it, but it's like 90 minutes and it's like, what are you doing with a whole book in 90 minutes? I watched that movie. How was it? Right along. It was good. Okay. It wasn't great. It was good. I didn't. But this show was better. 1,000. 1,000 percent. Okay, great. Because I think with the show, you have more episodes to get to know these characters and you really get to see the relationship evolve and their feelings towards each other. And it's just a really cute storyline in general. I mean, basically, like, this girl and her brother every summer go to her mom's best friend's beach house. And her mom's best friend has two boys. And they've been going there since they were born. So they literally grew up together. And now she's 15, went there for summer. She's looking cute. She's about to turn 16, you know, hit puberty. Mm -hmm. The boys are looking good. Mm -hmm. They're all a little older than her. And she's been in love with one of the boys forever. Because how would you not be in love with a kid you grew up with? Is this what it is? The summer I turned pretty, it's like she... She turned pretty and now all the boys love her. Okay. All the boys are like, oh my god. It's called puberty. Absolutely. It's called boobs and I got my braces off. Like in Time Traveler's Wife when she turned 16. He's like, you're looking very 16 Absolutely. Why is it like when a girl turns 16, boys are like, oh hey. Like, yeah, that's what it was. But it... It's really, really cute, and I think you would like it. And let me just say that I did purchase all three books on Amazon today, and I I'm will, absolutely sure that you did. We'll be reading them because I need to know how the storyline goes, and it's already been picked up for season two. So, oh, nice! It's a good investment, is what I'm telling you. If you watch it, <laughs> okay. Speaking of book to movie adaptation, book to show adaptation. Well, yeah. Are you caught up on Time Traveler's Wife? Absolutely, I am. Let's talk about it. We watched episode five. Yep. Um, well, actually, I was not cut up, so I watched four and five, but I gotta say, I really like this show. Like, I'm not, ex- like, I'll talk about what I'm watching, but I'm not excited about a lot of things right now, and that show got me excited. Yeah. I think it's good. I'm excited to see where it goes. Like, I'm excited for every episode, because I'm like, ooh, because I have seen the movie, so you kind of, you know where the story's going, but they're giving us, like, different flashback scenes and different... It's progressing at a different pace. We also see them a lot older. Yeah. Well, I know, because, like, because we know kind of how this story is going to go, it's exciting to look forward to each episode of, like, ooh, what are they going to cover next week? It's mm-hmm. like, what are we going to get more information about that we didn't know before? Right. And that's coming from two people who didn't read the book. I'm sure, obviously, we know all this if you read the book. Right. Like, we were just talking about The Summer I Turned Pretty, and it was making me think of The Time Traveler's Wife and making me want... To read the book to see how the show is coming along and see if we get anything more or anything less and how the adaptation is. Right. I know. I don't honestly, I don't know why I've never read the book because like I've said, it's one of my favorite movies. I, I feel like the book might be long. But then here's my other thought is since it is one of my favorite movies and stories, I almost don't want the book to ruin the... You don't think the book will be better? I don't know because honestly considering how the show is going i still like the movie better really i don't it's like i don't want to know that much about their i don't want the i don't want the ugliness i don't want the drama i don't want the difficulties (laughs) i want the romance i want the romance i want to stick to the love story part of it and yes like in the movie they show the troubles they have and the issues that she has when it comes to the vasectomy and then obviously him dying. But like this scene in the movie when she looks at him, when he knows he's about to die and she's essentially saying goodbye to him and she looks at him and she's like, I wouldn't change anything. 
Like, I wouldn't change a single thing about our life together. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And granted, I love the show, but it is showing more of a realistic struggles that they go through with how hard of a relationship this is with him disappearing all the time. I mean, I think that we got a little taste of that in the movie with their wedding day. That broke my heart. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was sad. And but we, I agree, we are getting a lot more of that in the show. But I think that, don't you think that's gonna make the resolution like that much sweeter? Maybe, yeah. Because I feel like even though they're kind of together right now in the show, they're not like a hundred percent. Well, yeah. I mean, he just met her like a week ago. Yeah, I feel like they're just together because they know that they're gonna end up together. Right, they're not she's... actually actively in love right now. I know it's so messed up. Well, she's definitely well. She's not. She's in love with him, but older him. That's what I'm saying. Is they're not actively in love with each other. But right he's now. like, oh well, I know I'm gonna fall in love with you, so I guess I'm just in it. And she right. knows she loves the older of him, older version of him, so she's kind of yeah. waiting around. Like, yeah. But what I will say is, since we're talking about the fifth episode that we both watched, um. I feel like we're starting to see a little more of him falling in love with her. Yeah. You know, he's starting to learn a little bit more about her, all this stuff. And then let's just talk about the greatest moment of the episode. Yes. He cut his hair. Woo! We finally got rid of the long hair. He looks so good. He will, oh, Theo James can get it. And he could get it since 2011 with Divergent. Facts. I mean, He so good. is quite an attractive man. He is good. He's a good casting for this with this role. He's also so good at the American accent. Oh, I always incredible. forget. I know he does such a good job. She's not bad either because she's Scottish. You're right. And she was in Game of Thrones. You knew that, right? Did you no, know that? I don't watch that show. Well, I know, but like you didn't know just like of her. I think I knew of her briefly. Well, she's married to Kit Harrington. That's where I'm going right. with this. Yes. Which I'm like lucky bitch. <laughs> Like, married to Kit Harrington, and she gets to make out with Theo James all the time. Well, that was, like, kind of what I was going to say when you were comparing it to the movie, is, like, I like Theo James better than the guy that played Henry in the movie, and I like Rachel McAdams better than this girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's just where I'm at. But Rachel McAdams is one of my queens, so. I love her. The whole time I was watching the movie, I was just like, you're so pretty. She's so pretty. Like, Like, how do you think of anything else when you talk to her? I couldn't tell you. I met her sister once. Okay. At the store I used to work at. Because I used to work in a boutique. Oh, yeah. In, like, a nice part of town. And we would get a lot of actors coming into our show. A lot of Grey's Anatomy actors. Because their studio was right down the street. And Rachel McAdams' sister walked in. Her Rachel McAdams wasn't with her. But my coworker said that Rachel McAdams has come with her before. But that Rachel usually wears... Look at me on the first name basis. Rachel. (laughs) Rachel usually wears... Like, sunglasses and kind of tries to hide, like, yeah. who she is. But her sister You looks... can't hide those cheekbones, girl. Absolutely not. Oh, God, she's gorgeous. Queen. But no, her sister did come in, and she was really nice. She looks just like her. Mm. Anyway, that's my little anecdote about... That. <laughs> um, okay, the other thing that, that I wanted to ask you is, even though the show is kind of giving us those little title sequences of, like, Henry is 38 and Claire is 19, whatever. Right. Um, do you watch it with subtitles on? No. Okay, because the scenes that... So, I watch it with subtitles on. Of course you do. Obviously. (laughs) The scenes that, like, don't have that title sequence on, that maybe their ages are supposed to be ambiguous or whatever, is it will say... um, The subtitles will say Henry, parentheses, 36, and then what he says. Yeah. Um, So, I thought that was an interesting tidbit that I didn't get in the movie is... 
in the movie, we weren't always 100% on how old he was. Yeah, or, like, where he's coming from, what time. Right. Yeah. We kind of guessed based yeah. on, like, how old he was, how much gray hair he had, and stuff like that. But, um, anyways, I thought that was, like, an interesting tidbit that you kind of get to learn a little bit yeah. more. Well, like, so I did start this show with subtitles on, and I turned them off because it was annoying me. Like, the little... It's, I think especially the scene where all the Henrys were in one. So there was so much on the screen yeah. already from what they were telling us. And then the subtitles on top of it, it was just getting too much. And I was like, I don't need this. And when, like, the group dinner and and all the people talking at once, like Gomez and all these people, I was just like, I don't need it. Yeah. I'm, I'm paying attention. I'm not watching in a loud area. Like, it's all good. Just pop that volume up and I'm good to go. Okay, so have you watched anything else this week? So I watched, like I said, I've been like bouncing around. So I watched a few more episodes of Abbott Elementary. I watched a few episodes of Insecure. Um, but I did watch the first two episodes of Miss Marvel. Ugh, I need to do that. You're not caught up? No, I haven't done it yet. See, is it good? Th- this is like when I was not caught up on Moon Knight. Yeah. And now I'm ahead. Well, con- congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. I am the best Marvel fan in this uh- room. <laughs> I, love I deserve I'm, a prize. I love that I'm asking you if it's good as if, like, well, your opinion's gonna determine whether I watch it or not, when, like, I'm gonna watch You're it. You're gonna watch it. Like, I, you know, I'm gonna watch it, but how, how but is it? my opinion it? will probably make you less excited about it, because oh, I no. don't really like it. Well, because she's, like, a teenager, right? Like... Yes. She's a teenager. It's very high school cringe to me, and not, mm. like, not, like, cool high school. Like, she's a freshman. It's, like, realistic high school. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not like Andrew Garfield Spider-Man High School. No. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, because she has, like, very uh, protective parents. She's Muslim. Oh, yeah. And they're very, like, conservative. They we want... love the diversity, though. Absolutely. Yeah. But I will say, like, this was one of my hesitancies or, like, one of the things that I was nervous about going into this new phase with the Kid Avengers and stuff is is that they're kids. Yeah. They're high school. It's not... And I am very picky about, like, the high school shows that I watch. Like, it's not my thing. You really are. You're such a mature being. I just can't do it. It's so cringe. And it's it's really about, like, when you're a teenager and you make all those dumb mistakes. And, like, I've lived that and I've learned my lesson. Like, I really hate watching <laughs> kids make dumb mistakes when, like... Do you know how easy it is to not lie and not get yourself in messy situations? Like... But you never live if you don't do that. Sure. <laughs> this, co- this sounds like you just like wish that you had treated your teenage years a little differently. <laughs> Maybe had a little more fun. Maybe made a little more mistakes. No, because I didn't like burn bridges and like have my parents hate me. Like, true. You know, I'm not saying that this is what she's doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I'm generalizing other high school TV shows. As far as Miss Marvel goes, the first two episodes were okay. Um, like I said, very high school cringe, but we're watching her, like, discover her powers. She has some cute friends that will probably be sidekicks, or, like, she has this friend that's super into tech, so I'm sure later on he's gonna be, like, her guy in the chair. Mm-hmm. Like, her felicity to Oliver. A hundred percent. And then, um, she... I don't know. She's, like, like I said, she's discovering her powers, and she doesn't really know where they came from or what to do with them. So she's on that journey. And I can tell that they're setting up some sort of suspense or like mystery as far as her past and where her powers came from, but also 
like that people might be after her because of her powers. Mm-hmm. And then the guy that is in Spider-Man No Way Home, I think he works for that new agency that they created. They like deal with superpowers. Okay. Do, do you know who I'm talking about? In No Way Home? Yeah, he he was like in the interviews, in the police interviews with Ned and MJ, and he was like asking them all these questions, and he like tried to be all buddy-buddy with Ned, and then... Oh, was he not just a police officer? Nah, he works for this agency that was in another show. Basically, this agency was created after New York. I oh. want to say he was in also... What's the other one? Far From Home? Yeah. The second one? He was in that with MJ's dad and, like, he was, like, trying to clean up New York and stuff. Oh, okay. And yep. they, they like, seize all the supernatural weapons and they, like, also try to keep track of superheroes. Anyways. Got it. All that, basically, I'm, what I'm saying is that it, it does tie into the MCU. I'm obviously going to keep watching and see where it goes. Yeah. But it's not, like the best right it's no moon knight it's no falcon the winter soldier it's no wandavision yeah there was a cute little like a musical moment oh that i felt like <laughs> they were bringing in some comic book energy okay so the, from, that's the, different. from the trailer i watched of this it's very comic booky yeah. like they have the little editing like little panels um, pa- yeah pa- yeah panels and like like sticker type things mm-hmm. right yeah um, which I thought was interesting. I thought that's a fun way to do it. I mean, I know as much as we might not be interested in this, I'm really excited for, like, younger people to watch stuff like this because I bet they're super stoked about it. Like, I bet they love it. That's true. Like, imagine what our Disney channel was like, and these bitches are getting Disney Plus shows. Oh. Yeah, think about that real okay, quick. Okay, but we got Not So Sweet Life if that's a raven. <laughs> Talk about the multiverse of the century. <laughs> like, absolutely. Um... Yeah, and then I would be interested to see, like I said, I don't know where this next phase is going with all these Kid Avengers, but I would be interested to see her meet America Chavez. Yeah. So we'll see I where really that goes. I really liked America Chavez. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Well, she's a teenager. We liked her because she was hanging out with adults. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Oh my God, speaking of old time Disney, what I did watch this week with Megan is we watched Cheetah Girls 2. Shut up. Swear to God. Obviously the best one. Thank you. Yes. We you both agree. Like you mean Absolutely. Barcelona. Yeah. Uh, so we watched that. And then just... It's the principle of it's the, the thing. <laughs> Didn't we say that the other day? I say it all the time. And I was telling Megan... The minute that scene happened, I was like, this is where I learned the phrase, it's the principle of the thing. 100%. Because I had no idea what it meant, and I'm pretty sure I Googled it when I watched this movie, and then I've never stopped saying it since. And I'm like, <laughs> thank you, Cheetah Girls and Disney Plus, or Disney, for teaching me fun sayings. That man, oh no. just a quick note, did you realize that you never get closure at the end of Cheetah Girls 2 if they win the new voices competition or not? They just walk off the stage and are strutting down the streets of Barcelona and the credits start rolling. Oh my god! No closure. And then I got to thinking... I think it was very clear. I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) But then I got to thinking, in the third one, didn't it open up with them saying, well, we won the new voices competition and then... We're at, we're getting to do all these fun things. Yes. Did that happen? Yes. Okay. That that's what I thought too. very familiar. So I was like, all right, whatever. I but, love that you just turned that movie on. Well, okay. So we were 
on our um, TV, it kind of does suggestions if you're on, if you are hovering over an app. And Cheetah Girls Two was a suggestion, and Megan goes, "Cheetah Girls Two," and I was like, "Should we?" She was like, "Fuck yeah!" And so we turned it on. I love that. It was a good time. Sometimes I turn on like yeah Disney Channel movies when I do my nails because I need to have something that I can just watch in the background. Yeah. This week I turned on. This week I did my nails and I turned on Devil Wears Prada. Great movie. Great choice. Such a good movie. And then, and then I turned on La La Land, and I was like halfway through my nails, so I knew that I wouldn't have to finish the movie. Yeah. Because I just didn't want to have to watch the ending. But I also haven't seen that movie in a couple years, probably since it came out, and it holds up. It's a great movie. Great movie. I was obsessed with that movie when it came out. I wasn't questioning that it would hold up. I was just pleasantly like confirming. Yeah. That it does. And it's it's a it's a really good movie. Well, again, two icons in my book, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling, can't did go you, wrong. Did you see the tweet that said like if Emma Stone or like if Andrew Garfield had discovered that he could sing, we could have gotten him and Emma Stone in La La Land? <gasps> <gasps> oh my god! Remake of the century. While they were dating, imagine that's that what we're chemistry. saying. Yeah. Oh my god. Because like he did Tick Tick Boom, and we were like, man, if we knew about him back then, fuck. Yeah. That would have been great. But we learned that Ryan Gosling could sing in that movie. Could? Mm, are we sure about that? He could try to sing. He could try the best. I think that next to Emma Stone, they both sounded like they could sing. <laughs> True. Emma Stone's <laughs> a queen. Okay. <laughs> so, Jess, tell everyone what we're, we're talking about this week. We are talking about Jurassic World Dominion. It just released in yeah. theaters. Um... We went to see it together. <laughs> I love that, like, okay, side note, we are excited to talk about this movie. We're just not excited about the movie. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I can't wait to talk about it because we ex- we watched it together. We experienced it together. We did. And we shared, like, some slight feedback afterwards, but obviously we wanted to fully discuss on the podcast. Yeah. But I feel like we had slight different takeaways. <laughs> Did we? Yeah, I think you liked it more than I did. Well, probably. I mean, I wouldn't. I would say like, I don't regret. I don't regret watching it. I would have watched it anyway. Eventually, mm. I would have watched it because I've seen the other two. I've seen the original Jurassic Parks. Like, I'm in this. I'm in this movie series. Whatever. I'm gotcha. in this saga. So I would have watched it anyway. Would I have watched it? The second week it came out in theaters, <laughs> if we weren't doing this podcast, probably not. I would, for me, definitely not. Like, I think. I, like, would, I would see it in theaters if there was absolutely nothing else I wanted to see. I don't even know if I would say that. Like, I probably wouldn't have seen it in theater. I don't oh, know. Oh, no, I probably wouldn't have either. Yeah. Like, I, but what I'm, what I'm saying is I liked it. I don't regret watching it. I didn't love it is what I'm saying. All right. Like, okay. I didn't hate it. Are you saying you hated it? Hate's strong. Yeah, right? Like... Didn't love. Didn't... Okay. Laughed twice. Okay. <laughs> but you don't regret watching it? Oh. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa! What the hell? <laughs> I could have done without it. It's not a regret. Even having seen the other two and the original three, you could have done without it, not knowing the how it ends, like, not knowing any of that? Well, is this the last one? This is the last one. Uh, all right. Yeah, I don't The tagline was like, the end of the Jurassic era. 
See, I'm going on a theme here of going to see movies that I absolutely don't know anything about. I don't watch the trailer. I don't watch the promos. I just hear, like... Yes, I've seen the other two, so I was like, sure, why not? Let's go see the third one and talk about it on the podcast. I didn't know the premise of it. Yeah. And I didn't know that it was the last one. What I love, though, real quick, a little story time before we went to go watch the movie, is you were telling me this. You were like, I don't know what this movie's about. What's it about? <laughs> and I was like, acting all hot shit. Like, I knew exactly what this movie was about. <laughs> I was like, here's what it is. I was like, basically, at the end of the second one, all the dinosaurs got released into our world. So it literally is Jurassic World. And Chris Pratt and his team are going around Pokemon going these dinosaurs <laughs> trying to, like save um like save the world by removing these dinosaurs yeah cut to we go to the movie we're walking out at the end and i go okay so i was wrong (laughs) that is not at all what it was about it turned into like a taken situation of like this girl was kidnapped and they had to go find her and then dinosaurs were there (laughs) like (laughs) all right let's give a lowdown of like who was in this and what it was about um okay so we brought back obviously chris pat chris pratt as owen grady and bryce Dallas howard as claire so they were in Dr- the last two jurassic world jurassic world yeah and then one thing that i was really excited about was bringing back the og cast mm-hmm. of laura dern as ellie sattler sam neill as alan grant and jeff goldblum Woo! as ian malcolm that was all super exciting we got a few new characters, Kayla Watts from DeWanda Wise and Maisie Lockwood from Isabella Sermon. Which she was in the second one. Right. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, not in the original ones with the rest. And then it was directed by Colin Trevorrow, who directed the first Jurassic World, but not the second. Hmm. Which I found interesting. So we'll talk about that and how we feel about the first and the second one. Okay. Well, can we talk about it now? Yeah. Because as I was watching this movie, I remember one thing I was talking about after when we were leaving the theater, you were like, how'd you like it? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, honestly, it made me <laughs> realize how much I loved the first Jurassic World. The first one's really good. The first one is really good. What a like banger to kick off a new series of Jurassic Park. Like Jurassic World, sick new name. Yeah. Good, cool new characters. Yeah. Great CGI. Good dinosaurs. All this stuff. Such a good movie. And so watching this one, I was just having those flashbacks of these characters in the first one. And I think what, like, triggered it for me was when Bryce Dallas Howard, like, yelled run in this movie. But nothing, I repeat, nothing beats her first run. No. Which is so good. Her running around in that forest in her, like, little pencil skirt and heels. And heels, yeah. Queen. so classy. And, Like, like, Owen was, like you can't come out like this. And she just unbuns her shirt and like ties it up in a little knot. And she's like, I'm ready to go. And I'm like, queen. (laughs) So good. And then we had like, in the first one, there was all that push and pull uh, between Owen and Claire. And like that tension was so good. And that totally just kept us on the edge of our seats. Apart from like all the jump scares and dinosaur shit. They have good chemistry though. So it was really good in the first one. Like I said, I wasn't in love with them. Falling a little flat. In this one, the chemistry wasn't there. And maybe we didn't get that tension because they were, like... Together. Together, so... Well, and I feel like we didn't get that many scenes with them really being together. Like, 
I thought they were really good chemistry wise in the scenes of when they were like getting reunited after like a death scare and and in the plane was really cute when he was like the plane was going down and he was like no you need to go and save the save our daughter essentially you know? yeah like that was really cute but I'm really surprised because I didn't know that the director of this movie directed the first one so yeah when I found that out I was excited to tell you because I know that we were talking about this about the first one yeah. and then. I think I've only seen the second one once, to be honest. Same. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't good. But then the way that I, yeah, having the same director, this one and the first one, I the way that I feel about this one was like not yeah. the same as the first one. But I liked this one better than the second one. The second one I did not like at all. It wasn't good. I didn't think the storyline was there. And this one, I thought the storyline was interesting. The storyline was long, but it is justified in the sense of bringing back the older characters and the two different storylines going on and then essentially bringing them together because the two storylines do correlate with each other. Right. And so I did like this storyline better than the second one. Okay. And so I think, but I didn't like it as much as the first one. But I think with this director getting this storyline, I think he did a good job. Because I said it reminded me of the first one, so clearly there were those similarities. Yeah. There. So I did enjoy it. Like, if I were to rank the Jurassic World, like, trilogy, it would be obviously Jurassic World 1, Jurassic World 3, and then 2. Okay. That's how I would put it. I feel like that's valid. I don't remember much about the second one, but I do know that, like, opening up and having... In the third one and having all of the dinosaurs released. But then we also find out that, like, there's still some company in some lab that's, like, yeah. still trying to make it happen. It's like, have we learned nothing? Nothing. <laughs> you would... Yeah. Like, I thought that after the freaking... When they were bringing Jurassic World back. And I'm like, did you learn nothing from exactly. the first time around? Yeah. Idiots. And then even in this one, they were like, oh, no, we consider ourselves more humane. Yeah. I was like, Really? Well, the second one, they were straight up selling them on the black market for, like, like making hybrid weapons. And, like, yeah. It was so weird. So weird. Okay, well, let's talk about what we did like about this movie. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I enjoyed the little family dynamic between, like, what were, what are their names? Owen. Claire. Claire. And what Maisie. was it? Maisie. I'm so bad with, like character names that I don't care about. It's so funny because like I'll remember character names and nothing about the plot and you can tell me every (laughs) single plot. (laughs) Yeah so Owen, Claire, and Maisie I really enjoyed their little family dynamic. I thought that was really cute. Um but I I swear like my favorite parts of this movie was Blue and Beta. Like the little raptor and her baby. Well and that was one thing that I took away from this is like one of the things that I did really like about the first one was the amount of human and dinosaur interaction we got. Like, Owen training the raptors and training Blue, I thought that was really cool. It, yes! And And it created an an emotional tie where, like, when they got released, when they were kind of running from the dinosaurs, we kind of had an emotional connection to them. Like, the way that we felt about the end of the second one, um, and having that dinosaur be left behind, and everybody was, like, really sad about it. Yeah. I didn't feel that in this one. No. Because we didn't get that human connection, except for Owen and Blue. I feel like that was still there a little bit, but it it was very different. I felt it a lot when Maisie and Beta, who is Blue's daughter, got kidnapped, essentially. Yeah. And when Owen, when Blue was freaking out, I mean, she was about to, she bit him, you know? Like, she was freaking out. 
And whenever he looked at her and said, I I will bring her back to you. Like, I could cry right now thinking about it just because, like, it was so cute because I agree that was my favorite part of the first one, too, is that connection of he treated them like, he's like, they're animals. Like, you're treating them as this monster monster and this science figure that you created in a lab. But, like, they have emotions and you just need to connect with them. Yeah. And I, I loved that and I loved even more that towards the end when they found Maisie and they did all this stuff and they went through all these different things and he still went to go look for Beta and the like someone was like why what are you going what are you doing and he's like I made a promise and I need to bring her (laughs) back and I was like stop that's so cute and then her sleep like he like her like asleep on her shoulder I loved it yeah I think Dr. Malcolm Jeff Goldblum was like is that a dinosaur on your shoulder yeah (laughs) and he's like yeah yeah so well also what I thought was really cool the nice little parallel between Owen and Blue is Maisie and Beta had that same connection. And I was like, oh my god, father-daughter, mother-daughter, <laughs> this is so cute. Because she did the same thing with Beta that he does with Blue, where he she, like, puts her hand out and is like, look at me. Like, you know, and kind of, like, she stopped her and she was listening to her. And yeah. I just thought it was, it was just so cool. That like, cool moment, I really liked sure. that, yeah. Um, what did you think about the original cast coming back? Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum... Okay, I enjoyed it because I love Laura Dern. I love her. I love Laura Dern. And who doesn't love Jeff Goldblum? I love him. Daddy Jeff Goldblum, are you kidding me? Like and I said, I only laughed twice. And it was him. And it was him. He was definitely the comedic relief in this movie. Yeah. So like, how? okay, we both love Laura Dern. Yes. And we both love Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you saw, like, do you remember the first time you watched a movie with Jeff Goldblum in it? Oh, No. Can I, can I tell yeah, you Yeah, what's yours? I don't remember. Oh my god, I don't remember. I'm sure when you say yours, mine might be similar. I'm not sure because I don't know anybody but else who's seen this movie. Honestly, mine might be Jurassic Park if I'm thinking. Oh. It might be. No, mine's definitely not. Mine was a kid's movie. Okay, tell me. <laughs> it's this movie called Cats and Dogs. Absolutely not. I've never seen that movie. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to tell you about this movie right now. Cats and Dogs is like... Toy Story, but with cat, it, it's not like Toy Story. It's like Toy Story in the sense that cats and dogs, like normal pets in a suburban neighborhood, pretend like they're normal pets while the humans are around, and then as soon as the humans leave, they turn into like these maniac English-speaking animals that are trying to take over the world. Yeah, they did like an animated series, like Life of Pets, with that. Kind of, but very different. Okay, <clears throat> it's real. Like there's. Real cat. It's not animated. When you said it's like Toy Story, I was really trying to see where you were going with this, but I see where you're going. Okay, with this. <laughs> it's not like Toy Story at all. I'm no, so sorry. No, it is. Like I like I do see where you're going. Okay, like... but basically the plot of this movie is that there's this family, and the dad Jeff Goldblum mm-hmm. is a scientist, and he's trying to. He has like this lab in the basement of his house, <laughs> and he's trying to cure the world of allergies to dogs. Ugh. And great, right? <laughs> And so, but I just remember, like, my first vision of him being, like, this crazy scientist guy in, like, this weird-looking lab. He had, like, that headgear that it would attach to his head, and then it would, with the face mask that would come down, uh-huh. and then he would, like, flip it up, and he had, like, these crazy <laughs> lights, and, like, he just looked so funny. And then, um, so, like I said, he's, like, trying to cure an allergy to dogs, 
And the evil cats are trying to sabotage his science experiments. Uh. So they're trying to sneak into the lab. <laughs> and the evil cat that's leading this charge, his name is Mr. Tinkles. And <laughs> <laughs> and their whole plan is to either sabotage the lab so that everybody still is still allergic to dogs. Or they will infect everybody with dog allergies so that dogs will be, so that cats will be superior. And it's so funny because there's like all this tech, there's like this dog shed in the backyard that turns into like an FBI agent. Like they're like secret agents and (laughs) they're like on this mission. And then, um, anyway, so this is my first sighting of Jeff Goldblum. Quick question. Yeah. Is this what started your like hatred and hyper awareness of CGI? (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, it's not that bad. (laughs) I doubt that. When have you revisited this movie? I highly fucking doubt that. <laughs> I haven't watched this movie since I was like 10 years Absolutely. old. Absolutely. <laughs> You're remembering it differently. <laughs> I bet it's horrible. <laughs> what year was this? Oh my God, like 2004. Oh, wow. But I just remember this scene of Jeff Goldblum because he's like trying to cure dog allergies, right? <laughs> so, I just like can't believe he was in this movie. Right. <laughs> and so he takes his, he was like so crazy and he would like inject himself. So he had like all these hives of like allergy spots all over him. Oh my God. And then he would like take a dog, <laughs> he would take the dog and he would just put it right up to his nose. And you know how Jeff Goldblum is. He's just like so animated and he would take the dog and put it right up to his nose and be like... <laughs> like try to see if he'd get an allergic reaction oh god it was so funny i mean i love that experience for you yeah highly recommend but yeah i would yeah i I think (laughs) i'm gonna tell you right now i'm never gonna watch that movie oh i want you to watch it so bad maybe one day that could be fun you know who voices the main character dog tell me toby (laughs) mcguire okay i will watch it (laughs) Because that's really funny. That's really funny. Thank you. Okay, great. Yeah, I... But I do think Jurassic Park is probably the first Jeff Goldblum movie I watched. Respect. Okay, so back to your hatred of CGI and your (laughs) hyper-awareness of bad CGI. Because you were so hyper-aware of it, it it blows my mind. But it leads me to ask you, how did you feel about this movie? How was the CGI? How were the dinosaurs looking? Yeah, okay. They looked great. Honestly. Okay, yeah. And like, it's so weird because I don't know where this thought comes from. Like, I wish I could be so immersed in a movie that I don't think about it. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't thinking about it in the sense of like, I can tell that it's CGI because sometimes I can. But I was, I just like, I just think about it. And I, because I kind of like take myself out of it and I'm like, this isn't real. Dinosaurs aren't real. This is CGI. Mm -hmm. And I just tell it to myself and then I start picking it apart. Wait, but in those moments, you need to tell yourself, this is a movie. Yeah. It's not It's not real, but I'm going to watch it like it is. <laughs> and then you get sucked into it. I will say, like, most of the time, I wasn't thinking about it. I thought it was great. The things that I did think about, which, you know, it depends on the movie. So, most of the time, or sometimes I can tell that it's CGI. Sometimes I can't. And then... The other thing that I can tell is when actors are acting with CGI. Yeah. In the sense that this person is not really running from a dinosaur in real life. They're not really scared. They're acting. And I can tell. 
when I can tell that they're acting, I get pissed off. <laughs> I want to be so deep in that shit that I don't even know the actor's name anymore. I just, like, didn't feel that in this movie. I felt it a few times. Or any of them. I don't... I will say, like, Bryce Dallas Howard, love her. Mm-hmm. Great job. I think that I only felt it from her, like, once or twice in this movie. Um, in the first one, phenomenal job. And I've yeah. seen her in other ones. There was a few times, like, okay, like, the scene where she was outside of the, um, she was by herself, and she was outside of the treehouse looking thing. Yeah, like the little station. Yeah. The workstation. Um, and she was by herself and she was afraid of the, the dinosaur. Yeah. That felt very, very real yeah. and very scared. And I was scared with her and I was like, oh shit, is she going to die right now? Yeah. So I was on the edge of my seat with that one. But then there were other scenes where I was like, girl, you're like being too sassy walking. Like when they were yeah. fighting the locust and the thing, I was like, you're being too sassy walking over there to get the ax. And then like, yeah, well, I, I just break the fourth wall for myself. Yeah. I hate myself for it. Yeah, stop doing that. <laughs> And that's coming from someone who literally works on a TV set most mm-hmm. of the time. And I don't even do that. I do it more with TV shows, I will say that. With movies, I don't. I think it's because I don't work on film, so I don't. But I rarely do this in a Marvel movie, though. Which which is so weird because that is all All fictional. CGI. Like, it, all CGI, And yeah. half the time, I don't know until after I've seen the movie and I'm watching these behind-the-scenes bloopers or something, and it's completely a green screen yeah but i will say like they are acting in the fight scenes and stuff in marvel but like they're also acting with each other so you get that human chemistry that you don't get when you're acting with a green screen yeah does that make sense but i feel like like chris pratt does a good job especially with his scenes with the raptors like those clearly aren't there and he's having straight up eye contact with them like those are really good the one thing i will say when you were touching on you can tell when an actor is acting with CGI and it just feels like they're acting and that they're not really scared. I felt it with the pilot chick from Someone Great. Yes. I don't remember her name, but her. DeWanda Wise. DeWanda Wise, Her yes. character's name was Kayla. Let's call her Kayla. Kayla, yes. I felt it with her because there was a scene where her and Owen were running from dinosaur, like from a dinosaur. It might have been on the ice or it might have been later, mm-hmm. but they were running from same distance from the dinosaurs they were and then like five seconds later she decided to scream very loudly mm. and i'm like that scream was very delayed it felt <laughs> i was like uh. interesting i actually didn't catch that and she was the only one scream like well obviously chris pratt's not gonna scream but like yeah she was the only one screaming but it was so delayed in the running from oh, the dinosaur and that one stood out to me but i will say that was the only one that stood out to me in this movie yeah but again i don't i'm not thinking about it constantly I think it's because, like, I see where you're coming from, and I feel like I used to think that way, and I had to kind of train myself out of it because I wasn't enjoying stuff as much. Yeah, and I've noticed that for sure. Like, I wish I could, I need to try to get myself out of it, especially because sometimes I'll watch things with really big names. Yeah. Or celebrities that I really like. Like, when we were talking about, um,. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and how I was so hyper aware of the fact that that was John Krasinski. Yeah. So celebrities that I'm a fan of, that I'm so aware of who they are in real life, it's really hard to separate that and, and you know, be involved with a character. Yeah. Well, see, it's like when I watch them and I, I'm so hyper aware of who they are, I know this, 
I'm more so, if anything, I'm thinking of, wow, they're doing a great job playing this character. Yeah. Even though, yes, I'm aware of them, but, like, I'm not watching them thinking, like, oh, that's Tom Hanks, or, oh, that's John Krasinski. Like, I'm like, wow, Tom Hanks is doing a great job playing this character. Or John Krasinski is really embodying, fantastic, like, Mr. Fantastic right now. And then you dive back into him and being I, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, mm. and so, like... The, it's the initial thing of I'm like I'm like appreciating their acting abilities and then I'm back in of like oh okay this is the character and then I listen to the I watch the movie right you know what might help with your CGI thing is maybe dive into like watch some really fucking old movies like when CGI wasn't a thing when all technology was bad mm-hmm. like watch a bunch of those because there's it's so bad. <laughs> and honestly, it'll make you appreciate kind of what kind of is now. Yeah, that's true. But if you, because you go in knowing it's going to be bad, you'll pay attention to the story more. And I think that'll train your mind out of paying attention to the CGI or the effects rather than the storyline. That's a good point. And I, the only reason I've seen a lot of old films like that is because I took a bunch of film classes in school, yeah. obviously, and stuff. So I had to watch a lot of old movies like that. But I feel like that I literally just thought of that right now. That might help. I have watched a lot of old movies, but I don't know that I've watched a lot of old like like action movies that like would have that would have the something. fantasy CGI and the animatronics yeah. and stuff. Speaking of which, let's go back to the original Jurassic Park because yeah. they did th- that was an older movie and they used more animatronics than they did FX. Yeah. Well, because they had to, because there was no digital way of doing these effects, so they had to literally build these yeah. dinosaurs and stuff. Yeah. And it was Steven Spielberg who did yeah. Jaws. He literally built the the shark, so he built the dinosaur. I mean, that, that like, I mean, that's Steven Spielberg, for, like, Spielberg for you. Like, yeah. putting, like, crazy shit on, I mean, I remember when Jurassic Park came out, and it was, like, it was mind, I mean, I don't remember it, because it was before... I mean, not before I was born, but it was around there. So I watched it later, but I remember hearing about how big of a deal it was. Of like, well, you he, put a dinosaur on TV, it's like crazy. He did such a good job of making it enjoyable, but also making it scary. Like, And there were so many moments where it was big T-Rex moment, but also like eerily silent. And yeah. you were, you know, dying waiting to see if the T-Rex is coming or... Well, well, because they built up the revealing of the T-Rex, because, right. like, you get the car scene where it's silent, and then you just see the glass of water moving, and you hear the thumping, and you're like, oh my god. And it literally brings you back to the Jaws theme song and all that shit, and it's just like, where is it? And then it comes on screen, and you're like, holy fuck, like, yeah. this is crazy. But those, I mean, those movies are great. First one, obviously the best, but... I think that, like, one of my things with this you know, Jurassic World Dominion movie was that the storyline was good and... Okay, I don't know if I could say that the storyline was good. But they had a storyline. It was good. It wasn't bad. Okay, fine. It wasn't great. It was good. Thank you. The storyline was good. (laughs) But they tried to cram so much in it. So, yeah. That no part of the movie got enough. And it was two and a half hours long and we didn't go deep enough in any one part of it. We didn't get enough suspense in the forest. We didn't get enough of you know, having the old characters reunite. We didn't get enough of anything, so it just felt really jumpy to me. I agree. I 1,000% agree because what I felt walking out of this movie is I felt really good about the old characters, but I felt like 
I didn't get anything from the newer ones that we've grown to love in these in this new series. And I I just I just don't think it was necessary to bring back the original cast. I yeah. It, the story could have been done without them. I it's really cool that they did. Like I I I loved seeing them on screen again with these dinosaurs, especially the newer dinosaurs. Like yeah. it was really cool seeing that. Especially when they were like, What is that? And yeah, they were like it's a gigantic whatever. Yeah, and then it, I mean, it was really cool, like towards the end when there's just a little girl feeding the ducks and then feeding a little dinosaur, and he was just like, "I'm never gonna get used to this," you know. So yeah. I mean, that stuff was really cool, but I think it took away from Owen and Claire's storyline that they've built through these other two movies. I kind of feel bad for Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard of like they didn't get their whole movie yeah and they showed us little parts of both their story but also one thing that i thought would have been really cool to see which they touched on maybe it didn't need more i don't know but i just thought it would have been cool to see more scenes of like the dinosaurs in the world because the scene at the very end with the dinosaurs running with the horses that was crazy it was beautiful it gave me chills like that was really cool yeah so um and then, yeah, like, the scene with the girl feeding the dinosaurs with the ducks and, like, all that. So, I thought that would have been really cool to see. Yeah, I agree. They only touched on it a little bit, but they had to get into the action. So, like, I guess I get it. Um, I want to talk about this real quick. So, <laughs> my personal favorite scene from the movie. Okay. Like, I know what it is. You know what it is. Let's and I want to talk about it. So you touched on it a little bit when you were talking about Bryce Dallas Howard, like with Claire being around the station, being really scared because she was surrounded by dinosaurs. She was alone. There was no way of her escaping this situation. Yeah. And this dinosaur fucking is right in her face. In her face. Like. She is frozen in fear. Do dinosaurs growl? What do they do? What's the, it's, the roar? It's very, it's like a breathy groan. It's like what I want from a man. It's like a breathy <laughs> groan. <laughs> Yes, this dinosaur is in her fucking face about to eat her, okay? And I was also scared. I was like, fuck, how's she going to get out? Like, you know, she's a goner. And then we're watching this screen, and fucking Chris Pratt, Owen just brings his hand in and is just choking the shit out of this dinosaur. (laughs) I mean, with his pure body muscle is just grabs his neck and is choking him out. Bailey's like, how do I be that dinosaur? I'm telling you, I was just, and I remember like physically freaking out in the movie theater. Oh, you were hot and heavy. I like grabbed you and I like, and you go, okay, okay, yeah. You're like, okay. And I was just, I mean, I think I was freaking out so much physically and just, I didn't even watch the whole scene. Like, yeah. I didn't even see the whole thing. Like, I saw that, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, I didn't even see their cute little reuniting moment. I was too... Uh, I'm getting hot and bothered right now thinking about it, okay? I can't. And so that was easily the best part of the movie, if you ask me. Yeah. But this brings me to our most... Well, I was going to say is, like, Chris Pratt is, like, not my favorite. But when you were getting hot and heavy, I was like, okay, I can't admit that that was hot. Exactly. This brings me to our most heated debate I think we have in our in our friendship. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. Is the ranking of your Chris. Who's your favorite Chris? Because we got Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pratt, and Chris Pine. Yeah. So those are the Chris's everyone ranks. Yeah. And who should go first? Do you, 
I think you should go first. I'll go first, because, you know, I'm loving Chris Pratt, okay? So, obviously, my number one, Chris Evans. Pretty easy. You know, I jump back and forth between him and Hemsworth. I do love a good Hemsworth okay, so, moment. Okay, so what are we ranking? Are we ranking hotness? Are we ranking favorite? Are we ranking personality? I think we're ranking overall package. Package deal. <laughs> the we're, package uh, deal. What a package deal. We're talking hotness. We're talking acting ability. We're talking humor. We're talking personality. Like, okay. we're talking all of it. Okay. So, you know what? Since I mentioned that, I'm going to change my answer. I'm going to go Chris Hemsworth first. I do love Chris Hemsworth. Okay. We're talking package deal. Chris Evans. Chris Pratt, Chris Pine. Okay. I could give a shit about Chris Pine. Wow. I don't care. I don't care. And I will I will have this debate with everyone because I think I have standing arguments. And I want to hear what your answer is. Arguments to dislike him? Just arguments. Or for the other ones more. Arguments of why I like Chris Pratt more than him. More than Pine? More than Pine. Fine. Tell us yours. Mine is Evans, number one, all the way. Absolutely. That's America's ass, baby. I love that man. Like, I love his laugh. I love his face. I love his beard. I love his body. Like, I just want to hang out with him. I do love Chris Evans. See what I mean? I struggle with Hemsworth and Evans. They're, it's a back and forth for me. Yeah. Yes. And I'm... I have... I'm struggling, but... I think I, I just to- don't see how you're struggling because I know what you're struggling about. <laughs> oh, I'm struggling between Pine and Hemsworth. I know you are, and I don't see why. It's so interesting because, like, if I saw them on the street, not knowing who they are, not knowing that they're an actor, it'd be a very different answer. Yeah, it'd be Hemsworth. Yeah. But I have, like, a, such a fondness for Chris Pine because I loved him in Princess Aries to the Royal Engagement. <laughs> the full title in there absolutely and then i fell in love with him even more in star trek i loved that entire franchise with you him. trekkie absolutely no only only his movies never seen him i never watched like the original tv show and stuff you've never seen them nope i know we have this conversation. i don't like chris pine they're fantastic what do i have to tell zoe like- saldana's in it like there's nothing else for me to say i my dislike for Chris Pine outweighs my love for Zoe Saldana. I don't know what to wow. tell you. I know. Wow. Yeah. Let's let's get into it. So, who's your number two? Chris Pine. Okay. Into the Woods. Star uh, Trek. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Boo. And then it goes Hemsworth and then it goes Pratt. You just don't like Pratt. I really don't. What is it about him you don't like? This We haven't actually talked about this. What don't you like about Pratt? So... I don't find him that attractive. I think that he's, like, fine. Attract, like, okay, again, if I saw them on the street, Chris Pine is, like, slightly smaller and slightly paler than the men that I'm into. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) that's different. But, like, I don't find Pratt that attractive. I know, I, I feel like maybe I would change my my mind if I watched Parks and Rec and, like, found out how funny he was. So funny. I know that he's funny. I also don't like all the stuff that's come out recently about how he treated Anna and his son. What do you mean? So, basically... Like, with his new marriage and stuff? Yeah. And then he, like, had a baby with Katherine Schwarzenegger and, like, made a whole big deal about, like, her having, like a beautiful, healthy baby. 
Oh, I didn't hear that. And people were, maybe we were reading into it, but essentially it was implied that his other son is not healthy. Oh. Which is but not appreciated. everyone says that I had a beautiful, healthy baby. I know. I agree. People were reading into that. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because so I that's like, that pff, the, you know, whatever. And I mean, I know people give him shit about religion. He's like very religious. Yeah. I know that whole debacle, but I've also seen his statement video slash apologies, if you want to call that, of like... Not meaning any ill will by No, I know. I think that, like, also things have come out about, like, just his straight-up marriage to Anna Faris, which is, like, their business. Like, not really. Anyways, that's not really why I dislike him. And it's not that I dislike him. He's just not my favorite. Yeah. I I like Chris Pine. I genuinely do. Yeah. So, Pratt is just lower on my list. And, like, yeah, I watched Passengers, and I watched... You know, Jurassic World and stuff like that. He was great in Passengers. He just doesn't do anything for me. Okay. Like, I've seen Chris Hemsworth in more roles. I've seen Chris Pine in more roles. Like, I just like him. You've seen Chris Pine in more roles? I've watched Star Trek. You haven't. Shut up. How many movies is that? Three? Three. What? I don't understand. Okay, you've seen Chris Pratt in more movies. I can guarantee you that. What else is Pratt in? (laughs) Okay, he's in so many fucking Marvel movies that I know you have seen. Yeah, I've watched... You just mentioned Passengers. Yeah, I've watched Guardians. You've seen all the Jurassic World movies. That's now three. (laughs) So we're at probably about ten movies, maybe seven. Okay. And you've seen Pine in... Princess Diaries 2, This Means War, and the three Star Trek movies. Oh, uh, don't even get me started on This Means what War. What else is, I have love you that. seen? Oh, Into the Woods. I'm so sorry. Okay, maybe my fondness for Pine started younger and I was influenced. Yeah, that Sue checks me. out. That checks out. Thank you. Look, again, I respect your opinion. <laughs> I respect yours. I just disagree with it. I just, here's another thing. Of why I like Pat, Pratt more than Pine is because I feel like we know more about Pratt. Like, See, I was just going to mention that is like, I feel like I just haven't watched um, in-person interviews with Pratt as much. Oh. I don't know his in-person personality as much. He's funny and he's like, he's really funny <laughs> and he's really hot and he had the biggest glow up. I think another thing too is if you did watch Parks and Rec, first of all, he's fan-fucking-tastic in Parks and Rec. He's so funny. But he had the biggest glow-up. He did a John Krasinski from The Office to, like, Jack Ryan. Like, he got hot. Like, he worked out. He was like, I'm in a Marvel movie. I need to get abs. Yeah. He got hot, and he still stayed funny. Like, and I just... I've... Like, I have seen him in more things than Pine, and I also see more of him. He's more relevant. Like, what is Pine up to? Where's he been? Pine's at the bookstore. <laughs> you know what? Another Pine movie, Wonder Woman. I haven't watched those. So oh, I'll you give haven't you watched that. those? No. Again, with my Pine issue. Like, I don't... <laughs> Another thing which I think is so funny is our friend group has a very similar consensus as you. Like, they agree with you. They love a Pine moment. Like, they're very much... I think... I think that they talk... I don't know that they love him as much as I do, but they definitely tolerate him more than you do. I don't know. I don't know who it is. One of our friends, Pine, is their number one. Is it number Carla? one? Is it Carla? <laughs> no. No? That's Evans for sure is Carla's number yeah. one. But one of our friends, Pine, is their number one. And I don't know who. Well, but I just think that I just haven't seen him. He's not relevant. I get it. 
Like, it's totally fine. And, like, like I said, I think that I liked him when I was younger. Yeah. But, like, that's the thing is, I also watched Princess Diaries when I was around the same age as you. And, like, I thought he was cute. Like, I, okay, here's another thing. I do think Chris Pine is very attractive. Yeah, those eyes, baby. I'm not disregarding that at all. I just, Chris Pratt, I feel like, is more my, um, like, my taste, like, my type, you know? He's like kind of. I don't. I don't know. It's the. It's really the humor with Pratt for me. I get that. But you know, just a. Let's just agree to disagree. We'll, I love that. We always agree to disagree. Us. But this is a common de- like debate we have. I just think it's so funny. I also wonder if there's any other Chris's out there that are like, "What the fuck, man? Why aren't I up here? <laughs> like, what about me, Chris Rock out here? Like, yeah. what the hell? Or if everybody hates Chris." <laughs> Uh, so funny. But you know what? Okay, I love that Hemsworth is our number three. Both of ours number three. He's my number two. He's your number two? Yeah. All right. Yeah, Pine is your number two. Sorry, I'm sorry. Well, Hemsworth, Hemsworth I said was my one. But I I go back and forth between him and Evans because Chris Hemsworth is fucking hot. Yeah. And funny. And Chris Evans is hot. And funny in his real life, but his characters aren't that funny. Do you know what I'm saying? I guess, but like... I'm attracted to humor is what I'm finding out in this conversation. Yeah, we knew that. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I think that they're all funny. I, I will admit that, like, Pine isn't known for being funny. Right. Have you seen Into the Woods? No. Okay. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to push it. I have seen This Means War. What started a debate in the movie theater oh, is yeah. I said, I was like, bitch, even in This Means War, I was on Tom Hardy's side. <laughs> and you were like, who does she end up with? And I was like, well, Chris Pine. I mean, I she should have ended up with Chris Pine, but Absolutely. like, RDJ. I love a Tom Hardy moment. God, he's so attractive. He is. But the fact that you're talking about Tom Hardy and I'm talking about Chris Pine. <laughs> But what I will say is I'm really glad because this brings me back to that Chris Pratt moment in this movie when he choked out the fucking dinosaur yeah. and I freaked out and looked at you and you equally were like, okay, yeah, I agree. That was really hot. You like grabbed me and you were like, yeah, like, so you, I mean, yeah. it was just the, he's manly. Yeah, I will give him that. It's good. Which is usually what I go for, but. You know, it, it was it was hot. Just, like, a full-on dinosaur, like... He just... Yeah. I mean, that was his woman, man. He was like, I gotta save her. Okay, but bringing back to their chemistry, like, the kiss in the first movie... <laughs> yeah. See, I don't dislike him. He's just not my favorite. Yeah. I mean, same way with, like, with Pine. Like, I don't dislike him. Not my favorite. Okay. I don't know. I have made a character. I feel char- like you dislike I do. him. <laughs> I, that's true. I have made it a character you trait of mine. You actively don't watch his movies. Uh, that's true. Maybe I don't like him. <laughs> Why don't I like him? It's a... Th- he just irks me. Something about his face, man. Like, like, I can recognize he's an attractive person. Maybe it's his acting I don't like. I don't know. I need to go home and self-evaluate this. Should like, we rewatch This Means War? Oh, maybe. Because Reese Witherspoon can get me in a vibe. I think you would genuinely enjoy the first Star Trek. I have rewatched that movie so many times. Okay, I might. I mean, I have always wanted to watch Star Trek. I mean, I'm into all the other shit similar to it, so why not? But 
Yeah, I don't know. And I I wouldn't say he's the reason I haven't watched Wonder Woman, but he's a, he's a factor. <laughs> I know it. he is. <laughs> it's also DC, so. Oh, that's a major factor in it. Speaking yeah. of, we did get a full Black Adam trailer. We did. When we went to see Jurassic World. I'm very excited for this movie. Yeah, it's got your man in it, who I also, I'm, you know, can I be 100 with you right You're now? You're not into him. Well, no, I'm not, you know this, I'm not, I'm not into The Rock. I love The Rock, I think he's great. Yeah. I'm not, like, attracted to him, but I'm really not excited for this movie. Okay, first disclaimer, I'm not super attracted to him either. Really? I like him, in the sense that I like who he is as a person, I like his humor, I think that he's slightly attractive. Again, this has to do with movies that I watched when I was younger. The game plan, whoo! But, <laughs> Jessica, there was a point when on our podcast Instagram, we followed every streaming service and The Rock. No celebrities except for The Rock. That's it. And you're telling me you're not that attracted to him? Yes, I'm attracted to him. <laughs> Thank you. But I do like and respect who he is as a person. And that is why he's, like, one of, like, like, I'm a fan. Oh, he's a great person, yeah. Yeah. So, that, like, gets me excited. And, like, it's cool to see, you know, DC and different characters and things like that. But, I don't know, you looked at me when we were watching the trailer and you were like, so is he, like, a vigilant? What did you say? You were- I said, is he a superhero or a villain? Right. And I was like, I think he's an anti-hero. Like yeah. I said, I don't know much about DC. We'll see. Yeah. It'll be... It'll be interesting. Which brings me to, since you're talking about the trailer, I want to talk about our movie theater experience. It wasn't as bad as last time. True. But for some reason, this bitch sitting next to us had the squeakiest chair. Yeah. Right? The bitch with the Pokeball? Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God, yes. And I just, also it smelled like Pokey the entire time in it. Which reminded me of the time that our friend, because we would sneak movie into the yeah. into movie theater, we would sneak food into the movie theaters, and our friend straight up got a full ass poke bowl, and a I'm like, bowl. how are you gonna eat that right now? Like, well, he tried to br- bring a drink too. I was more <laughs> mad about the drink. I know he did not let that go either. He was like, I'm bringing it in, and they were like, no, and he was he just stood there and drank it. Like I was. Well, like- I I looked at him as like before we were even trying to get in the door. And he's holding it in his hand. No backpack. No nothing. He's holding it in his hand. And I'm like, how do you think you're going to get that in there? And he was like, I'm just going to take it in. And I was like, they're not going to let you. He was like, yeah, they are. Yeah. I was like, the audacity of a white man. <laughs> I know. The best resolution of this story is that he drank as much as he could. We had a couple. At the gate. At the gate, like right right there by the dude who told him no. Drinking most of it. And we had some friends holding back because we were there were more people coming. So they were waiting with their tickets. Yeah. He handed it off to our other friend. We all went up. And then we're all sitting down. And our other friend comes up and he just hands it to him because he, he snuck it in through his jacket. And I was like, oh, this is iconic. I was like, you, I was like, your drink. Meanwhile, the best part of this is the drink was like a lavender uh, lemonade. Like... <laughs> You know, it's part of the Pokeball experience. <laughs> I'm just like, we have five minutes till the move. We have to be in the movie, and he's ordering Pokey, and they say, "Do you want to drink with that?" And he goes, "Yeah." <laughs> like, are you kidding me? 
Speaking of food in the movie theater, we like rarely get snacks. Rarely. But lately. <laughs> but this time we got a media or was it a large we popcorn? We got a large popcorn. Because with the, with the AMC StubHub member right yes, here, ma'am. we got a free upgrade. So we got a large popcorn, which like we weren't even like, I was, I, I kind of wanted it. So I was like. You want some popcorn? I know, you were like, I'm kind of feeling popcorn. How about you? And I'm like, I could eat some popcorn. So we get a large popcorn, and we're like halfway through the large popcorn bucket, and the movie hasn't even started yet. <laughs> I know. You went to the bathroom, and I had our seats, and I ate like a third of it already. You come back, and I go, all right, popcorn was a good decision. <laughs> and then the trailers are still going, and Bailey looks at me, and she's like... Oh, yeah. You know, I kind of want some chocolate right now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that's a good call. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, in my head, I'm like, that would be nice. Yeah. Not even acknowledging that there's a full concession stand right outside. Know, you're like, oh, that would be good. Not realistic, but it could be nice. <laughs> yeah. And then 30 seconds later, you look at me again. You're like, I'm going to go get some chocolate. <laughs> I could not let it go. I was like, I need chocolate right now. Yeah. And I knew I had time because the trailers were still going, mm-hmm. like the previews. And I knew we still had the Nicole Kidman intro, which yes. I was not about to miss, obviously. I thought you were. I really thought you were. And then another trailer plays while you're gone. And Good. then you come back right as Nicole Kidman is starting. And I was like, perfect timing. And I was like, I know. Because the, the concession stand was right outside of our theater. Yeah. And the door was open. So I could hear the tr- the previews and the intro coming in. So I was like talking to the, I was like getting, I literally got us Milk Duds, M&M's, and Peanut M&M's. I got us like the whole load. You came out with Milk Duds and I wanted to marry you. Yeah. Like I love Milk Duds. Fucking love Milk Duds, man. And I was like hurrying up the concession like <laughs> guy because I knew it was coming and I'm like speed walking in and I made it right as like she was, wa- like I was walking up the stairs as she was walking up the oh, stairs and beautiful. it was perfect. It's the way that I knew like. That we were snacking through the whole movie, that, like, that sets the tone. Because the times that I have snuck food into the movie theater for a Marvel movie, one time I snuck, it was the same time that our friend snuck a Poke Bowl in, <laughs> I snuck in a Chipotle burrito. Yeah. And I was nervous. Like, you know, sneaking food in, like, you're a little it's nervous. Stressful, so yeah. you wait for the lights to go down. Yeah, of course. And so I'm sitting there, the Marvel movie is about to start. And I have a full Chipotle burrito in my hands. And I'm pissed. I'm pissed that I have to, like, manage this burrito and I can't fully watch the movie. Yeah. Because with movies that I really care about, I don't want anything in front of me. Like, I want to watch. Yeah. So, it was so funny that we were snacking through this whole movie because, like, we didn't have to pay attention that much. Yeah. We were like, it's fine. Also, just a side note of the time that you had the Chipotle burrito and our friend had a Poke Bowl, our other friend decided to get a salad. Meanwhile, she orders, like, mac and cheese and, like, chicken nuggets every time, time we go there. But this time she was like, mm, I'm gonna get a salad. And then we were like, what? And then she goes in and puts it in her backpack and, like, doesn't eat it because there's no physical way to eat a salad in a movie theater. Nope. Like, no. I was really waiting to, because she was in the row behind us, I was really waiting to hear her, like, start tossing <laughs> shaking the salad. So good. Also, I love that, like, because I'm with you where when we sneak food into the movie theater of waiting till the lights go down before you eat. Yeah. Meanwhile. It's just courtesy. Absolutely. But we have a couple friends who do not do that. <laughs> I remember one 
one time I was in there and I still had my food like tucked away and they full on pull out their sandwich and are just going down on it. Lights on, previews going. And I'm like, the balls on you yeah. guys. I was like, do you need a TV tray? <laughs> I was like, I could never. What are you doing? Nah. Good times. I don't, we don't really do that anymore. We're like, eat before or show up at a reasonable time to eat your food before you yeah. can go into the theater. Have you ever taken blankets into the movie theater? No. That's a good time. This, okay, <laughs> this reminds me, just talking about sneaking stuff into the theater, um, did you, you watch that So Raven, right? Yeah. Did you, you know, know that my parents made me stop watching that because it gave me attitude problems? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking funny. Did you keep watching it anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Talking about those attitude problems. Um, the episode where they go to the movie and her mom has that big ass bag and pulls out straight up a two liter of like Dr. Pepper. Yes. Pulls out popcorn, candy, some hot dogs, like all this shit. I love that episode. Did you ever go to the movies like with your family? Like, because we would go, my mom was like, I'm absolutely not paying for like movie theater prices for four people. So we would go to the 99 cent store beforehand. They got like dollar candy. Yeah. Like, my mom, yeah, my mom 1000% did that. Yeah. I mean, like, four kids, you're like, bitch. Yeah, no. You ain't getting milk duds at the theater. You can get the dollar milk duds from Walmart <laughs> right now, okay? Yeah. Sneaking in her bag. She would always sneak in, like, Slim Jims and, like, stuff like that. <laughs> Good times. Uh, love it. I love that we diverted this conversation yeah. from the movie to the movie theater. But... Well, just to wrap this up. So this was the last one. Yeah. I just found this out. <laughs> from me, literally, yeah. like, 20 minutes ago. <laughs> So, this was the last one. We brought back the OG characters. We did see a lot of motifs from the original. Yeah. Which was really cool. We saw, like, the the Jaws opening of the T-Rex within the circle. That was really cool. I loved that. Yeah. So, that was a cool moment. We got to see some connection between the old characters. And then, um, also, I think it was Alan Grant. He, like, knew of Owen, who was, like, working with the Raptors. So, that was cool. And then, basically, we see them you know kind of like moving on i guess yeah you know it burned down again <laughs> yeah well grant and sadler finally had their their kiss. moment that, that was, was so good that was a long time coming that was really sweet um and then claire owen and Maisie are like still a family yeah with blue oh blue got beta back that was so cute that was a good moment he like dropped her off and blue was so excited they were like doing little nuzzles yeah like, oh so cute and then they but blue, then she like looked back she came back i know they like walked away and then blue came back and made like looked at owen and it was just that best relationship of these movies is blue and <laughs> owen it's so freaking great which again made me just love the first one so much because of their connection like yeah uh, I loved it. Like I loved the first one. This one, like it was, it was good. Do I recommend people see it? If you're a Jurassic Park fan and a Jurassic World fan, one thousand percent go see this movie. You will enjoy it. If you just passively watch them, maybe wait till it comes out on Amazon. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think that like I just was waiting to feel more. Yeah, you know. So there were some scenes where it was like kind of spooky in the forest, and we okay. Let's talk about the forest because the yeah. scene where she goes into the water. Oh, yeah. And he, the dinosaur, like roars oh. right above her head in the water. That was crazy. That was cool, yeah. Because I guess, like, the theme of this movie was basically, like, how dumb do we think dinosaurs are? Yeah. 
And for the most part, they were right. And they got away with it and nobody died and like it was great. But that scene, I will say, put me on edge. And you know I don't like jump scares. I'm pretty jumpy. You, you jumped quite a bit in this <laughs> yeah, movie. Yeah, I did. Um, but, like, I, like, when I say that I was waiting to feel more, like, I feel like they just could have done a little bit more with, like, the music. Because um, the first Jurassic Park had quite a bit of suspense. Yeah. And I feel like the music lent a lot to that. So maybe that was lacking here a little bit. But um, it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad movie. It just wasn't my favorite. Yeah. Um, probably don't need to watch it again. No. I mean, I will say I'd probably watch this one over the second one. Going into this one, I didn't. I disliked the second one so much that I was like, I had high hopes for the. I I wouldn't say high hopes, but I had. Hopefully, it's better than the second one. Hopes. Yeah. Um, and it was so that I am not disappointed by it. Like I went into this movie being like, "Cool, let's see how this wraps up." I don't know, whatever. I like Chris Pratt. I'm gonna go watch this movie. Like that's kind of how I was feeling. Yeah. Like Bryce Dallas Howard. Like I liked, you know. Also, it was really cool with these this new series of seeing better CGI of these dinosaurs, or just seeing CGI of these dinosaurs because, like we said before, they weren't in the original. So it. And the dinosaurs looked so freaking cool. They did, like, yeah. It was, it was really fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But other than that, I don't know. I mean... Would you give it like a... Like an 8 out of 10? 7? Uh, I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Sure. 6 and a half? 6 and a half. Yeah, 6 yeah. and a half maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it was long. Maybe if we went to see it not at 8 p.m. when we both had to work the next day, we would have maybe had a better time. We were tired. Yeah, I was yawning through the whole thing for sure. Yeah. I just, I also, when I was leaving, I was like, could this have been a two-parter? I'm like, maybe they could have split this up a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I think they tried to do a lot with it. Yeah. And, like, having the original characters come back took up a lot of time. And... Which was cool, and then it was cool to see them all together at the end. And then I remember seeing this shot, um, I want to say it was outside of that station that's, like, elevated. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing this shot of all of them together, sort of, like, you know, all in a semicircle, ready to defend against a dinosaur. And I felt like this was supposed to be the shot. It was yeah. supposed to be so cool to see all of them together. And... It fell a little flat for me. Yeah. I was like, I get what you're trying to do here. It's not giving me the emotions that it's supposed to be giving. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Honestly, I could have done without the original characters coming back. I would have liked to see this whole movie of just Owen and Claire. Trying to get their kid. Trying to get Maisie back. Like, I could have done... Because they really didn't need, like, um, Grant and Slater? 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 Sattler? Sattler. Grant, they really didn't need Grant and Sattler, like, doing the whole locust, like, kind of infestation kind of a thing. They could have, it could have just been an issue that the, that crew, the, the human, the animal, like, the dinosaur kind of people where the guy was undercover, which he was really great. Right. It, they could have just done them of, like... Owen and Claire go there saying, hey, I'm trying to find Maisie. And they're like, oh, this guy's undercover trying to figure out this issue that's going on now. And then it could have just been Owen and Claire kind of going there, fighting dinosaurs, fighting, you know, all this shit. 
And we could have done without the original cast. I mean, it was cool seeing them, but I think it made the movie way too long, and it took away from this trilogy's storyline a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they definitely could have, like, if they wanted to go a different route, they could have rewritten a way to get them into Bias End, because I know that, like, Dr. Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum was, like, their way into the lab. Yeah. But, um, I agree. It was it was very long without giving us a lot of depth. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What a great way to put it. Thank you. Anyway, go watch this movie if you're interested. <laughs> and if you have watched it, you know why we're saying all this. Yeah, hopefully you agree. If not, let us know. You can follow us on TikTok and Instagram. We're at subtitles on or off podcast. And we're on Twitter at S-O-O-O podcast. And next week we are talking about... Just, like, some fun things. We're going to do some rating, some streaming services. We're going to talk some Netflix originals. Yeah. Some like 2022, like, six-month, halfway-through-the-year recaps. Yeah. We're kind of just going to have, like, a little free-for-all. We're going to catch up on just kind of talk about what we're watching, what we're loving, what we're, you know, what we're mm-hmm. up to. Kind of get to know us better as hosts and kind of what we're into and stuff like that. Yeah, that'll be super fun. But, um... Apologies to Laura Dern. <laughs> we did run out of time, unfortunately. You are a queen, and you are queen. very classy, but... Queen of all queens. Could have done without you in this movie, but <laughs> still love you. Absolutely. All right, see you guys next week. Bye! Bye.